Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. I'm one of them. My name's Chris Alfick. I'm the other one. My name's Connor Thompson. This week we are bringing you an exciting episode, November 11th through 17th, where it all began, 1990. All right, November 11th. Truant students' parents are threatened with jail. So it's a good idea written all over. <laughs> Great start to the week. Threatening to jail parents of chronic truants is one way to ensure that students get a better education, some officials say. But Anitha and Willie Dorsey, the first parents convicted under the anti-truancy pilot program here, insist they are being punished for a situation beyond their control. On Wednesday, the Dorseys, parents of a 15-year-old student at a Chicago high school, were charged with letting the boy miss too much school, which, as it turns out, is a misdemeanor. Hmm. The boy, who missed 80 days of the last school year and has already missed 17 and a half days this year, is absent again without an excuse, and state law allows his parents to be jailed up to 30 days and fined up to $500. This is god-awful. Yeah, that's pretty extreme, and I don't think jailing his parents is going to help his truancy. Also, 80 days is pretty extreme. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to November 12th. Witches come out of the broom closet. <laughs> sorcery. This comes from LA, the LA Times collection of articles on sorcery. You know, sorcery. their sorcery section. One coven usually holds its rituals in Ojai, which apparently has the most witchcraft activity in the country. One witch wafted incense through the air as the other called upon the gods of nature to bless the bride and groom. About 50 guests joined hands and encircled the couple uh, and the two witches, and after exchanging wedding rings, Jamie West, 20, and Shane Barnett, 18, both of Ojai, concluded the ceremony by jumping over a broomstick, symbolizing their leap into a new life. That's sweet. Yeah. November 13th, Madonna releases her first greatest hits album, The Immaculate Collection. God, that's a great name that for an album. That is a great name. Like, as far as puns on the Just Immaculate Conception goes, it. it's up there with uh, the Arrested Development episode, The Immaculate Election. I was thinking that. Yeah. Steve Holt is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know who his real father is. <laughs> Oh, Job. Spoiler alert. It's also said that today, uh, the first ever web page was written, though no copy exists of it. The web became publicly available on August 6th, 1991. It's a little fact for you. Yeah, apparently. Well, the web, the web part's a fact. The other one is... Alleged. Speculated? Alleged it's... fact. Yeah, alleged fact. Those are the best facts. November 14th, Burger King bows to TV watchdogs. Oh, this story. The hamburger chain attempts to pull itself out of the frying pan with an ad trumpeting the corporation's devotion to traditional American values. Before you get into this story, I don't know if you saw this on Reddit, but it was a picture of a Burger King somewhere in the States that was dressed up for Halloween. Oh, as McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, they draped like a big white... <laughs> It was obviously wasn't a bedsheet, but it looked like a bedsheet over the whole building and spray painted the word McDonald's on it. Yeah. God, that's fun. funny. They had uh, they had even like little boxes um, mimicking the uh, like the Big Mac boxes. And inside it's like, don't worry, it's a Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. It was that was pretty funny. Um, we're going to find out very quickly that Burger King's advertising has come a long way. Ooh. Uh, this article is very, very long and convoluted. So we'll do our best to kind of summarize it. Uh, Burger King put out a half-page ad saying, among other things, uh, that they were going to, quote, go on record supporting traditional American values on television, especially the importance of family, end quote. This happened after Wheaton, Illinois-based Christian Leaders for Responsible Television, 
Clear TV, had boycotted the chain for several months, charging the company with being a, quote, leading sponsor of TV network sex, violence, profanity, and anti-Christian bigotry. End quote. According to another article, uh, one of the programs that Clear uh, was criticizing was a TV airing of the Oscar-winning film Platoon. Clear also uh, criticized the NBC drama People Like Us for its positive portrayal of two uh, gay characters. So, way to fucking cave, BK. Way to cave. Also, hashtag make Burger King great again. On point. I think Burger King eventually came around because they had that, like, Rainbow Whopper a couple years back celebrating marriage equality because, you know, that's a thing. They're no Chick-fil-A. Okay, November 15th, today, on VHS, a big one. This is a big one. Cadillac Man, starring Robin Williams. Oh, what's that, everyone? You've never heard of Cadillac Man? Neither have we. Its Wikipedia article, besides a two-paragraph plot summary and a very thorough cast list, only has one other section, box office. It says, the film was not a box office success, although it did turn a profit. That's it. It's a very short Wikipedia article, so yeah, even Wikipedia doesn't know what this is. No, really not. Like, some, someone just took a really long time to compile every cast member, probably from the end credits. Painful. Also, just going back a second, I don't support Chick-fil-A, but I really want to try it. Agreed. Also on this date, Billy Joel will receive a humanitarian award from the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, the Episcopal Cathedral in Manhattan. Mr. Joel, who had given concerts for the benefit of environmental groups and is active in local causes on Long Island, where he lives, plans to accept the award in person. So that's nice. November 16th. Here is some breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. It's true. Millie Vanilli didn't sing. Sons of bitches. The duo could be stripped of its Grammy after admitting it lip-synced the best-selling song, Girl, You Know It's True. Millie Vanilli's Rob Pilatus admitted uh, Thursday in Los Angeles that neither he nor partner Fab Morvan sang a note on the duo's multi-million-selling 1988 album, Girl, You Know It's True. His admission came after the pair uh, was fired Wednesday by their German producer and after officials at the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences said that, may, that they may review the group's 1989 Grammy as Best New Artist, Millie Vanilli could lose the award, an unprecedented action. They did lose the award, right? I believe so. I'm pretty sure that's what, what went down. Yep. Closing out the week, November 17th, Yellowstone Rangers to shoot bison leaving park. Oh. Yellowstone National Park Rangers, charged with protecting the park's animals, plan to begin shooting bison that leave the park this winter in search of food in Montana. Hashtag dicks out for bison. Dicks out for bison. I think that would be a perfect little segue into our sponsor of this week. Again, sometimes we have real sponsors. Sometimes we uh, we like to make things up. This week's going to be a little bit of both. Again, this week's episode of Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by Cockadoodles, a very adult activity book. We have been working very hard along with this podcast in bringing you a 32-page book of dicks. It's it's very real. It's very funny. At least one of you has purchased this so far, if not two or three. Yeah, and that is is so awesome. It's pretty sweet. Uh, If you're into it, that's great. If you're not, we understand. I don't think that anyone who buys this is keeping it for themselves. I think people are buying it to give to friends who are going to enjoy it or going to hate it. Oh, yeah. I think it, it... or like a little, I think that's an overlapping Venn diagram. Yeah, you're, you're buying this gift to give it and bring you joy in that giving process, which is exactly what Christmas is about. It is. And uh, I guess now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. What do we have next? Movies and music? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off with the box office. We've got some great stuff opening this week. 
in the number one spot holy shit home alone yep the one that started it all and by started it all i mean this and the other movie oh number two we've got rocky five rocky v that's the fifth one it's oh rocky five plus rocky two equals rocky seven adrian's revenge Rocky Five is the worst one. Rocky Five is yeah. Yeah. Uh Rocky Six and Rocky Seven are really good though. And by that I mean Rocky Balboa is good and Creed, if you wanna count it as a Rocky movie, was have you seen Creed? I have not. Creed is amazing. I need to see have it. Have you seen Rocky Balboa? Oh yeah. That was, Rocky that was Balboa was good. great. That was pretty good. Creed is way better. Oh, huh, okay. I will check it out. I've been meaning to. I yeah. don't know why I haven't. Creed's awesome. Uh, in the number three spot, we get Child's Play 2. Great movie for at, Christmas. At four, we get Rescuers Down Under. This was an awesome movie. And five is Ghost. Now, is that like Ghost Ghost? Like, oh yeah, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. That oh is ghost. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on after this. Man, pottery. How about pottery? God, I hate pottery. Really? Even after Ghost? I hate pottery. It brings me no joy. I do not like it. The other day, Talia tagged me on a Facebook post. She went to some pottery show and said, oh, Connor, wish you were here. You'd love this. So that's yeah. okay. That's why she did it. That's why she did that. Because she knows it. I hate pottery. Um, the only other movie on this list worth mentioning, I think, is Dances with Wolves. Yeah, that is uh, worth mentioning. Okay. And we just did. Yeah, it's been done. Moving into the Billboard Hot 100. God damn it. I'm excited for this week, not because I like any of these songs, but because I actually took the time to listen to all of them this week. That's important when you have a podcast about the 90s. Yeah. In the number one spot, we get Mariah Carey with Love Takes Time. She's everywhere in this decade, and I love that. She might be more popular than our boy, friend of the show, podcast supporter, Michael Bolton. That is a Fictitious statement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I mean, the part where he uh, knows we exist is yeah. fictitious. Yeah. And number two, we have Prey by MC Hammer. I have no idea what that is. It's uh, it's okay. okay. It's very repetitive. Also, I guess this means MC Hammer technically wasn't a one-hit wonder. Ooh. In the number three spot, we get More Than Words Can Say by Alias. This oh, yeah. song I know. This song is, uh, I, I listened to it and I recognized it, but I wouldn't have recognized it based on the name. So oh, really? uh, yeah, good on you okay. for, I had, I had no clue until I listened to it. Number four, though, you know this, right? Oh, yeah. All right, we've got Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. That's good And one. that song is a delight. And at number five, we have I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. Decent, decent song. Decent song. Yeah. Uh, number six, though, the greatest 90s song there ever was, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. I know that's a strong statement. That is a very bold statement. This that's song, bold This statement. song is the 90s. Uh, it's I a think... bit of a ripoff. It's catchy. It's it stays in your head. Off. It's a that bit of summarizes a the nineties. Well, the beats are rip off, but the rhymes aren't. Well, I mean, you stop, you collaborate, you listen. I guess yeah. I mean it has, it's a very positive message, right? right. Yeah. Was well, like doesn't you have to pay like a lot of money to? Oh, probably. Uh, is it Queen or? Is yeah, it, it's Queen. Uh, okay, it's oh, Queen. Uh, David Bowie. Yeah, under but, pressure. Queen and David Bowie. Okay, yeah. I just I don't know who I don't know who gets that uh, sweet ice money. I don't know. We should look into that. Yeah. All right. Let's move down this list. I'm not seeing anything I really want to talk about. Me either. Number 20, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Is that that's, the Cherry yeah. Pie song? Yeah, that is. That's right. a good one. That's a that's a 90s song? Apparently. I had it pegged for like maybe 80s. Oh, 26, we get Freedom by George Michael. Oh, that's a fantastic song. Freedom 1990. Oh, Unchained Melody. Still kicking on the list because of Ghost. Yeah, 36. Yeah, we've talked about that before. This might be the most shallow list. Yeah, I'm not really... F- there are good songs in here, but most of the other ones are ones we've covered some other week. We've done the 90s, or 1990 itself. 
so I think we're calling it. Yep. That was music. That sucked. How about that? Let's uh let's pick things up a bit with uh some nineties news that may be happening now. I don't exactly know if this is nineties news, as this has been this way since two thousand one. Don't look at your phone. Okay. Look away from the notes. I'm looking away from the notes. Alright. Sometimes companies will register web domains uh, pertaining to their IP, their intellectual property that they never actually intend on using, Mm -hmm. simply so that other people can't use that website. Disney is the proud owner of the website (laughs) MuppetFucker.net. Yeah, uh, it it has been owned and registered by Disney since 2001. Question, if you're a Muppet fucker, are you just into handjobs? I don't even know. I okay. this raises so many questions to me. Muppetfucker.com. That's no, it's dot net. Oh dot net. Why like one, why, why is net? it dot net? Where is Muppetfucker.com? Wait a minute. Can we buy Muppetfucker.com? And if it's also not available, can we buy Muppetfuckers.net? <laughs> yeah, like why I mean, was there and like what caused this to happen? What precipitated this? I know people will register domains, like a lot of political candidates will register, you know, th- their name sucks.com, just so yeah. someone else can't post about that. But like what precipitated the need for Muppetfucker.net? <laughs> And like if I maybe would, maybe they're trying to block like a porn name or something, but like, there's there so many sur- other options. Yeah, was there like a sudden surge of Muppet porn in 2001 that required this to happen? I do not want to do any research on this to find out. Me either, but like I would do anything to have been in that boardroom, in that conversation where a decision was made to pay money to register that domain. Who made that call? Who signed that form allocating that 10 bucks to register the domain? God, I'm so into it. I would That's the best. Give anything to find out. Muppetfucker.net people. It doesn't go to anything. It's just owned by Disney. You can do a you can do a who is lookup and it lists Disney as the owner. All right. In better 90s news now. We actually we actually have two points here. One that I haven't mentioned to you yet. Oh. Uh, so the first one. So Sega may be done making the Genesis, which is known as the Mega Drive outside of North America, but that doesn't mean people aren't still buying it. In Brazil, the 16-bit system is still hugely popular, and now it's being brought back into production. I'm reading like verbatim just from the Daily Dot. So Tectoy, which produces all manner of gadgets and toys, has launched pre-orders for the all-new Sega Mega Drive, which is complete with support for the original game library and controllers. What's even more astounding about this announcement is that it's all being done with Sega's blessing, meaning that these are brand new, officially licensed Sega-branded consoles. That's pretty neat. I mean, the NES Classic just dropped yesterday. And, the time and this is what I was going to bring up as 90s, yeah. the other part of 90s news now, that the Sega, so or sorry, the Nintendo Classic, which just came out, is a miniature, like, isn't it plugged in by USB? Or is it? I know, it's I'm got not a plug- exactly sure what it is. I think it's got to plug in through HDMI. I mean, okay, I think it would be yeah. it would be strange if it if it did anything like because some TVs don't have any legacy connections anymore. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so it's got to be HDMI, but it's a little tiny Nintendo that has thirty preloaded games. Was it thirty? At least thirty. I think. Okay, yeah, a bunch of preloaded games. Sega is going balls to the wall and saying, "Nope, here's the original thing." And that's kind of cool. I love that. Yeah, because I mean, this is essentially what the NES Classic is—those knockoff consoles that 
other companies have been producing. Yep. It's just Nintendo's getting in on it, making it more official, which is better. It's entirely official. I love it. That's a great move. Yeah, I just, I think, yeah, Sega's implementation is way better. Just reproducing the original console. I won't buy a Sega because I have one and it works still, but I will probably end up picking up two new controllers. Yeah, I mean, having... That's, con- a, that's a huge part of it. You know right? what Nintendo should do? Mm. Start making n64 controllers again. oh i would buy i would buy a new n64 controller i would just buy to have. i would buy four new controllers our buddy rob just picked up two or three i think yeah yeah i was playing smash a couple weeks ago and it's just you can't the do worn it. out a uh, wobbly the worn stick. out stick it's hard it's, it's bad news yeah all right let's move into this week on so every week on the show we bring you an episode of seinfeld the Simpsons, or Friends, and we tell you about what you were watching on TV that week. So on this particular week in the 90s, uh, Seinfeld wasn't on, Friends wasn't on. Wasn't even so thing. by process of elimination, we bring you The Simpsons, Season 2, Episode 6, Dead Putting Society. So when Homer and Bart bump into Ned and Todd Flanders at the miniature golf course, Homer is convinced that his son could beat Todd in the upcoming mini golf tournament. They both enter and place a bet on who will win, the loser having to mow the lawn in his wife's Sunday dress. Lisa researches and helps Bart, but when it comes down to the final, the pair give up and split the prize in half. Since airing, the episode has received positive reviews from television critics. It acquired a Nielsen reading of 14.3 and was the highest rated show on the Fox network the week it aired. This was the first episode of The Simpsons to prominently feature Ned and the rest of his family. Mm -hmm. And I like this. I like this initial portrayal of Ned Flanders. He's a lot more human than kind of what he became. Current Ned Flanders wouldn't gamble. Yeah, current Ned Flanders wouldn't gamble. Current Ned Flanders, I don't think, drinks alcohol. No. This Ned Flanders did all of this. He was the, yes, he was a God-fearing Christian in this, but as were the Simpson, as are the Simpson family. But there's something more human about it. Yeah, he's that, he's the neighbor that's kind of doing better than Homer. Howdy doodly. He's, yeah, he's kind of a weirdo, but he's still a human being. Yep. He has his rec room, he gets angry, he drinks a beer with Homer. These are all things that... He made. He was he a real person was, at this point. Yeah, exactly. He was a real person, not just a caricature. And, and I love that. And it's just a good episode overall, just showing how people can get carried away and just try to like project shit through their kids. It's a great episode. If you don't remember it, check it out. It is a good one. Yeah. All right, let's slide into the 90s spotlight. This week, we want to talk to you about something that frankly is becoming an epidemic, in my opinion. I think this has a... It's a slow ramp up and... It will continue to be. This week's 90s spotlight is on something that we all need to be concerned about. The Christmas creep. Now, I don't mean some kind of weirdo mall Santa sort of situation. I mean, literally Christmas creeping closer and closer toward the fall on the calendar. So every year, it seems like Christmas happens earlier and earlier. And I this remember is, this is a phenomenon you're yeah. all pretty well aware of. I remember as a kid in the 90s. It seemed like Christmas really didn't start until December, at le- at the very least, post-American Thanksgiving. And we've actually got a little bit of kind of proof on that. I had a Berenstein Bear book at one point that I remember reading. It, I assume, was a Christmas-themed Berenstein Bears book. And it makes mention it was only two, two and a half weeks after Thanksgiving. This is American Thanksgiving. And stores are already putting up their Christmas decorations and how that was such a weird thing to the Berenstein family. Mm -hmm. Now, two, two and a half weeks 
post-Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, that puts you firmly a couple weeks into December. And this is something where they're already experiencing the Christmas creep, it creeping backwards. By the time I think we were like cognizant by the early to mid-90s, it was firmly entrenched by the end of November. Christmas was there. Now, it might be different in Canada because our Thanksgiving is almost mid-October, whereas American Thanksgiving is, I think, the third week? It's the 24th week in November? this year. Yeah, that's okay. That's late. Mm-hmm. But still, so our Thanksgiving being in October, as soon as our Thanksgiving ends, it seems like Christmas now begins. And it was not always that way. I would be really interested to know if that if it's like that in the States, like if, if what Christmas, Christmas doesn't creep is like, yeah, yeah, how much Thanksgiving affects it. Well, here's another thing. I think there is a firm wall and that is called Halloween. Agreed. Yeah. Halloween is a it's going to be hard for Christmas to creep in and push through that. You would think that, but it is already happening. I don't know if it's happening anywhere else, but I know on the dollar store level. So there's a dollar, dollar store near us. Is every, bad yeah, for that. every now and then I'll run in there for like a bag, you know, to put like a bottle of wine in to give to someone for their birthday or whatever. And if you go into Dollarama, like right before Halloween, you know, on one side of the store is all Halloween. And on the other side, they've already put out a couple aisles of Christmas stuff. Dollarama is the worst offender for that kind of stuff, though, as I find even early to mid-December, they already have New Year's stuff out. Early January, they have Valentine's stuff out, and their summer stock is hitting while there's still firmly snow on the ground. So they are by far the worst offender of any kind of holiday. We need to do a little rollback. We need to go back to a point where I think, honestly, I know there are a lot of people who, you know, Christmas starts November 1st, or Christmas starts on the 12th after Remembrance Day, Veterans Day in the U.S. I think It would be better for all of us, psychologically, if we push Christmas back to December 1st and have a little bit of space. You know, it doesn't need to be shopping season all of the time. I don't know. I kind of like the Christmas creep. Oh, no. It's a magical time of year, and you can't have a magical time of year for for a two-month span. There is a a limit to it, but I think I'm okay with it mid-November. Once the 15th hits, it all depends on temperature as well. This has been an oddly warm November. It really has. Up until the past four days when it's been even, really cold. Even today it was nice out. It got nice for a bit. It was okay. It was okay. Okay, it's podcast A lot listeners. of it's temperature based. We will we'll post this on the page. Let us know how you feel about the Christmas creep. When does Christmas start for you and your family? Let us know on the page. I think that's a discussion worth having. I would say the latest I would begin to celebrate Christmas is five weeks before Christmas, because that's when love actually starts. Wow. I went there. You did. Yeah. We, I think we need to come to a consensus. Where was it in the 90s? We need to put this on a meter. So we're saying whenever this Berenstein Bear book came out, let's say, let's call it 1985. I'm, I'm spitballing that. It was early December. Nowadays, we are seeing shit pre-halloween oh yeah let's call We're talking it october let's call it october 20th okay where was it in the 90s i want to say probably that last weekend of november i want to say november because i, I, say I november think 15th I that's th- why no, i'm so okay I, I with think, that i think stores had stuff out for december 1st Des- december is christmas month and i think it always has been <sighs> Guys, we want your opinion yeah, on this. Get in on Weigh this. in on the Facebook. All right. When was Christmas in the 90s? When is it now? Where would you like it to be? Please hit us up. Tis the season to hit up the podcast. 
moving on to our actual fictitious sponsor for the week because we jumped the gun talking about the coloring book we got the, we snuck that in earlier we're excited you. about that we're very oh excited is the wrong Cock-a-do- and right word cockadoodles it's on indiegogo check it out it's sweet that being said we decided one sponsor wasn't enough for this week of the podcast because yep. we've been cramming this We're... book down your throat oh no yeah intended okay this week stuck in the 90s is also brought to you by joe pesci trying desperately not to swear when getting hurt in home alone I would have ripped Kevin McAllister a new one. Like, if you say enough heinous shit to a kid, they'll just break down and cry. Why didn't he do you that? You think that would have that would have been a, a good way go, to go about it? Oh, yeah. Something very just grossly offensive. Yeah, just heinously offensive. Yeah, but, like, Kevin is like a budding sociopath, so he might he might just absorb that in and spit it right back out. No, he's still, like, his pranks are, they're pranks. Like, they're just pranks. They're, they're good. Pranks, they're bro. very clever. It's yeah. just a prank, it's just bro. A prank, bro. I just lit your hair on fire, bro. <laughs> they're good. They're clever. I just but they're shot not, you, bro. They're not like outright murder, you know. Like they should some be. of them. Some Here's of them are the a thing. little dangerously Real world close. Physics. I know. Dangerous. Make it. Make it murder. Dangerous. At least in Home Alone too. But I think he's still a kid, and he still has some youthful innocence to him. And I think if Pesci just of a started at the beginning of the movie, yeah. I think if Pesci just started going on him. He probably could have broke him down. I guess that's possible, but it's something we never got to find out because instead we got Cho Pesci trying so hard to restrain himself, the actor, not the character. How do I express my distaste for the pain and the suffering I've just received without uttering a curse word? And what we got was pure movie magic, in my opinion. Agreed. Actually, a good thing on the physics of this, uh, there's some YouTube channel where they break it down. The I think actual, I've seen that. Yeah, the actual injuries and the amount of lives it would take. <laughs> it would something... take Harry and Marv to survive Home Alone and Home Alone 2. It's, Check it out. Yeah, it's insane. So, Joe Pesci, we would like to thank you for keeping it clean because I think it was way more funny that way. Agreed. It was very inventive. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got anything else for uh, for you this week. Yeah, let's, we're, uh... let's close this thing out. So, oh, we only have a few weeks left. Oh, I know. We're rounding out the year, and that is exciting. It's the Christmas season. It's the time for giving. Cockadoodles, Indiegogo. I'm really... Yeah, I'm you're, really you're going for it. I like it. <laughs> All right, so next week, we will bring you November 18th through 24th. Let's go all the way to the other side. Let's do 99. Yeah. I am so into that. Yep. Hey, do you think The Grinch was out in 99? Oh, I don't know. We're going to have to find out. We will have to find out. We'll see you next week. For now, the The podcast podcast is is now now over. over. What year did The Grinch come out? I'm very excited to find out if... Man, I hope there was a good Christmas movie.